0: I want you to turn in this message and think about your life journey. You know, we spend a lot of time, a lot of people always want to know, what is the will of God for my life? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But we, we talk about, you know, pursuing our purpose and pursuing our destiny But your life is not a destination. Your destiny is not a destination. So many of us spend so much time trying to get there that we miss what's here. We're always wanting to get there, but we're not taking care of here. And we miss what God is trying to do here. Because we just are so consumed with there. We're going to get there. So life is a journey. Our spiritual journey reveals who we really are. Hemi would just raise your hand and say, I need strength for the journey, I need fuel for the journey. But let me ask you this, are you thankful for your journey? See, when you start maturing in Christ, then you grow up and you can thank God for those tough moments because what you earned and learned and earned in the spirit realm in those tough moments made you who you are. See, it's easy to be thankful when everything is going well. But what happens when your journey takes an unwanted turn? What happens when all we can see is difficult days and stress and anxiety? This is the week of Thanksgiving. Every week should be a week of Thanksgiving for us. But I have learned in life that thankfulness is a choice. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they would not worship him as God or even give him thanks and they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. That's where we're living right now. People can see the earth and the sky and everything God made. It takes a lot of faith to be an atheist. takes a lot of faith to believe that all this just came out of some explosion. I don't have that much faith. So if thankfulness is a choice, I want to ask you this. What is your default? Thankfulness or criticism? All of us have a a go-to, a knee-jerk reaction, a typical response. What is your default? First Chronicles sixteen thirty four says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Do you have a habit of expressing gratitude? When you see something good in life, do you talk about it? See, sometimes we need to rewire our brains to be as proficient as recognizing the good as we are identifying the bad. Our, our human nature, our flesh, will always recognize the critical, the bad, the negative. I dare you this week to put a guard over your mouth and check what comes out of your mouth. Because it becomes such a part of us, we don't even realize the things that we are saying. We repeat Diagnosis, instead of breaking a diagnostic curse. And it becomes who we are. It's just who we are. You know, well, the doctor said, who cares? The doctor said it and you heard it so you know how to pray. Doctors walk in their calling and I'm thankful for them. But I don't have to receive every report they give me. They give me strategies to pray. If this is a diagnosis, this is what I'm cursing. Instead of saying, I have this. Don't ever say, I have. Because you will possess it. How many times you said, I have a headache. My head is killing me. Well, that's a painful way to die cuz it'll be a slow death we need to learn to express gratitude regardless first Thessalonians 5:18 says be thankful when it's going good be thankful when the sun is shining be thankful when you get a good doctors report see a lot of christians in the body of christ Go to pastors all over the world. What is the will of God for my life? This is it, baby, right here. First, it's real deep. He don't care if you live in Kalamazoo or Zimbabwe. This is the will of God for your life. First Thessalonians 5.18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Simple. And we make it so hard. I just want to know God's will. There it is. It's not hard. See, we, we never see the full picture. We, we can't look at every situation and clearly understand why it's happening. We only know that God is working in every situation for our good. So because he is, we need to express gratitude regardless, and we need to praise God in the good times. Aren't you thankful for the good times? James 1.17 says, everything good comes from God. Every perfect gift is from Him. These good gifts come down from the Father who made all the lights in the sky. But God never changes like the shadows from those lights. He is always the same. So, we see, it's easy sometimes. It's, it's, it's easy for us to take God for granted when things are going kind of smooth sailing, we can slack off on our devotions and, and we can just, you know, just sail on down the road. Life is good and there's nothing really wrong and there's no, no big potholes right now in our lives. But sometimes in those good moments, we have no clue how much he is protecting us from. You ought to just take a moment every day and just say thank you for what you kept me from today that I didn't know you were keeping me from. If you are on the highway at at any given time, you better be covered by the mercy and grace of God because people are angry, angry. I've had two drivers roll their windows down and yell and cuss at me in the last three weeks for things that were not my fault. Getting off on our beautiful mall exit with those wacky red lights. I would love to get a hold of the computer that programs those red lights because some imbecile has programmed those lights. <laughs> they just block it up and I'm like, can you just please release the traffic and then stop the traffic? So I got on to Shallerford Road and another car was behind me. Now his tail was out in the road where they couldn't turn left and get back on I-75 South. And this guy in an old beat-up van rolled his window down and, sh- and said all kinds of stuff to me. And I looked at him, deciding how ugly I was going to be back to him, and I just looked at him. Then I looked away. I thought, you may be an idiot, so I'm not even going to engage you. You already are an idiot. It happened to me in Ottawa the other day. I crossed a two-lane, and the traffic was moving. And all of a sudden, in Ottawa, which is like living in Atlanta now, um, it's insane. The whole world is moving to Ottawa. Um, all of a sudden, it just, it just blocked up, and my tail was out in, in one of the lanes. And, you know, it was a beat-up van chewing me out on Shallerford Road. This is a big old nice red SUV. He rolled his window down, and said, yak, yak. I'm like, really? Talk about road rage. You better be covered in the grace and mercy of God. So we should praise God in the good times. But we should also be able to find his benefits in the difficult times. James 1 verses 2 through 4 says, When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it. This is crazy. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Then that don't make no sense. When trouble comes, troubles of any kind come your way, it should be an opportunity for great joy. Wow. It goes on. You don't want James to be your pastor. I promise you that. Pastor James preaches it pretty straight. He'll call you a generation of vipers, Um, yet you're not ready for him. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. So what's our endurance level? This is too much for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. How much can you endure? The Bible says he won't put more on you than you can bear. Sometimes it feels like he does. But we're talking about our journey today. So we've got to find benefits his benefits in our difficult times. See, in a, in a difficult season, your focus is crucial. When you're in a difficult season, processing your emotions and monitoring, moderate, monitoring your actions is, is imperative, or you will lose yourself in the battle. We also have to stop taking relationships for granted. Proverbs 20 verse 6 says, you might call many people your friends, especially on social media. Social media says I have thousands of friends, but let me just tell you something. I ain't calling none of them when I'm sick. You know, it it amazes me. Social media is crazy. I love to to watch husbands and wives communicate on social media. Like, do you not have their cell phone phone? Can you not text them or call them? Because I don't care about your business. You know, people put their open wounds on Facebook. I'm like, who cares? Send it to somebody who's going to pray. And if you're you're in dire straits, don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on Instagram. Because they're just inquiring minds. They're not all praying. It's a very tight circle that's going to pray for you. You might call many people your friends, but it's hard to find someone who can really be trusted. And that is the truth. See, gratitude should impact our relationships. And when you appreciate someone that you're in relationship with, it raises their value in your life. But often the people closest to you receive The least amount of gratitude. A lot of people are nicer to folks outside their house than they are inside their house. And I I will tell you this. Be careful not to let valuable relationships become too familiar. Because what you cease to celebrate will leave your life. It will leave your life. And if you have been given Privileges and rights into somebody's private world, don't take those for granted. So don't take our relationships for granted. Gratitude also births strength for the journey. Psalm 59:16 says, I will sing about your strength, I will rejoice in your love every morning. You have been my place of safety, the place I can run to when troubles come. Wow. See, when you live a grateful life, grateful to God for your blessings, then you have added strength to your life. Can you say that you've been my place of safety, the place I can run to when troubles come? Wow. See, people who are grateful in troubled times grow stronger. Then I want to tell you that Thanksgiving is a superpower. Everybody wants superpowers in their lives. Everybody wants to know the key to living. This is it. You've trained me with the weapons of warfare worship. I love that line right there. This is out of the Passion Translation. You've trained me with weapons of warfare worship. Now I'll descend into battle. With power to chase and conquer my foes. It's what your praise does. So, last night I turned on some praise and worship in my house, in my, on my great room TV, and I, I turned it down real low, and I left it on all night long. I closed my bedroom door so I could not hear it. But I decided I was going to do warfare in my house all night long. I was going to let the Spirit of God do warfare in my house while I slept. See, if you, if you fill your car and you fill your house and you fill your kitchen and you fill your bedroom with praise and worship, then you've released victory in your house You've released healing in your house. You've released anointing in your house. You've released peace. You need to get the crap off your computer and out your head. You wonder why you're struggling. So when we talk about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, a heart of Thanksgiving helps us see past where we are. People who live grateful empower others to live grateful. So when you think about your journey, I want to ask you this as we close this message today. What can be extracted from your life story and your life journey that people will remember that made an impact on somebody? Is there anything in your journey in your story, and I submit to you there is, what is that part of your journey that someone can look and say, this is who they were, and this is what it meant to me? So your, your journey, your life is not a destination. And all of our lives are journeys. See, if you had, had told Pastor and I a few years ago that we would return to Chattanooga and birth Metro Tab, That wasn't on our radar. I'm pretty sure it wasn't on Dr. Ratch's radar and my mother's radar for them to lose their spouses that they loved so dearly. But it definitely was not on their radar to get remarried three years ago. I am pretty sure and certain that um, two and a half years ago, when the Arnolds moved back to Texas, it was not on their radar that they would be living in Chattanooga. So you have to stay flexible in the spirit realm, your life is a journey. And often we can look back to those tough moments in life that we walked through that shaped us and made us fit for the battle. So, so think about your life journey. The good moments, the tough moments. What can we extract from your story That could be a a lesson, an example to somebody. Can can we say, Follow me as I follow Christ? That's what we're here on the earth for. Doesn't mean you gotta be perfect. But can we say, Can our life journey say, Follow me as I follow Christ? Is I do my very best to follow Christ. Can anybody put their footsteps in your footsteps and get to Him? Can anybody emulate exactly what you do in your life and find the Savior? See, if we are going to change a world... And I'm not talking about the vast world. I'm talking about your neighbors, the people you work with, people your kids play with. Is there anything different about us and different about how we approach life than anybody else? Is there any power that we have, any anointing that makes a difference? Can we get an answer to prayer? See, I don't know that the Lord is looking for, you know, people to stand on a corner with a big old Bible under your arm and, and yell at, at traffic going by. I've never been one of those that, that appreciated that at all. In fact, I want to just run my window down and say, you're an embarrassment. Would you please go back somewhere in the house? Don't embarrass God. But I believe he is looking for someone that can walk over to your desk and say, I'm struggling. And you can just quietly, with a solid anointing, say, well, let's pray right now. Yeah. And you don't have to scream. You don't have to yell. You don't have to ha and lose your mind. But you can just quietly, with a solid anointing on your life, Rebuke the devourer for their sakes. And push back the spirit of divorce. Push back the spirit of infirmity. Push back anxiety. Push back depression. Push back whatever they're dealing with. The earth is groaning. For the body of Christ. To become the body of Christ. It is time for Charismatics and Pentecostals to stand up and be Charismatics and Pentecostals. It is time for us to walk with an authority in the spirit realm. It's, time, it's past time. I'm sick of powerless churches. I'm sick of pastors sinning and preaching in their pulpits. So what can we extract from our journey That somebody can follow and make it to him. You say, well, I'm not comfortable. You better get comfortable. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a singer. You don't have to be an author. But you need an anointing in your life to lead somebody to Christ. See, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if you've ever led anybody to Christ. Christ the stats are overwhelming in the church of people who have not led anybody to christ but there's somebody in your world that needs you desperately they need your story they need to be part of your journey i'm going to ask you to stand with me and i want us just to gather down front, just just press in and I just want us to close as a family. I just want you to think about your journey. I look at at Kristen. You tore me up the other day when you sent me that text. See, we gave her a church key so she could host the Friendsgiving for CR. And she said, who would have thought that three years ago I'd have had a key to this church? God knew, baby. That's why we do what we do. So I want you to think about your journey. I want to tell you about a guy named... John Newton, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've asked Adam to just lead us in three songs as we close this out, because there's, there's, how do I want to say this? There's foundations in our faith that we have built our faith on. There's principles and there's, there's hymns and spiritual songs that came out of a very painful life journey. So I want to I, I lift to you a guy named John Newton. The earliest memories were of his godly mother, who despite her fragile health, devoted herself to nurturing his soul. At her knee, he memorized Bible passages and hymns, though she died when he was about seven he later recalled her tearful prayers for him. After her death, John alternated between boarding school and the high seas, pressed into service with the British Navy. He deserted, was captured, and flogged. More voyages, dangers, tolls, and snares followed. It was a life unrivaled in fiction as he eventually became the slave of a slave in Africa. Then on the night of March the 9th, 1748, John, who was aged 23, was jolted awake aboard a ship by a brutal storm. In great peril, he cried to the Lord and began a slow spiritual journey that eventually transformed his life. Remember, we're talking about a journey. The next several years were ones of slow, halting progress. But in the end, John Newton became one of the most powerful evangelical preachers in British history a powerful foe of slavery and the slave trade and the author of hundreds of hymns. He found gratefulness and penned the words.
1: Just worship him right now. Out of pain and turmoil. The sound. That saved a wretch
0: like me. Just think about your journey. I once was
1: lost. But now... But Just lift your hands in his presence. Through many dangers, toils, I and snares, already come. <laughs> I have
0: already come. Just think about what you've already come through to get to this point in your life right now.
1: Was grace that brought me safe thus far?
0: And it will be grace and grace that leads me all the way home. Lead me home. I bless your name.
1: Crazy Grace. Grace How sweet how sweet the it sound sounded to me that night that say.
0: Out of many dangers, toils, and snares in your journey, you found his amazing grace. I want to lift to you Joseph Scriven. In 1844, he completed his college education and returned home to marry his sweetheart. As he was traveling to meet her on the day before the planned wedding, he became upon a horrible scene. His beautiful fiance tragically lying under the water in a creek bed after falling off of her horse later he moved to canada and eventually fell in love again only to experience devastation once more when she became ill and died just weeks before their marriage for the second time this humble christian felt the loss of the woman he loved the following year remember we're talking about journeys he wrote a poem to his mother in Ireland that described the deep friendship with Jesus he had cultivated in his journey in prayer through the hardships of his life. Instead of thinking God was punishing him, Scriven cherished God's friendship through all of this hardship, a friendship he discovered in prayer. And he penned the words to, What a friend. I have in Jesus What
1: a friend we have in Jesus All of our sins All our sins and griefs to bear All of them What
0: everything to him
1: everything to God and pray oh what peace <laughs> Because we we don't carry. carry
0: Everything
1: Everything To God In prayer
0: Wow One of those verses says Are we weak and heavy laden Cumbered with a load of care Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. You say, well, Pastor Rita, my, my journey's been a little questionable. Not sure that God could use my story. It's got too much darkness in it, too much junk in it. I've not been a Christian. I haven't had a Christian legacy. Well, you might could relate to Vernon Tim Spencer. While recovering from a serious mining accident in Oklahoma, he began playing music at a local bar called The Bucket of Blood. He enjoyed the work so much he hopped on a train to Hollywood in 1931, hoping to make it big. Tim Spencer became his stage name, and he joined Roy Rogers and the Sons of the Pioneers to become one of the most popular groups in America. Tim married a Christian woman named Velma, who prayed earnestly for him, especially while he was on the road. He needed all the prayers he could get, for his lifestyle was epitomized by the title of one of his hits, Cigarettes, Whiskey, and Wild, Wild Women. Then one day in a hotel in Hazleton, Pennsylvania... Tim opened a letter from his wife, included was a verse of scripture, picking up a nearby Gideon Bible. Tim read the passage and realized he needed a change in his life. In prayer, he yielded his life to the Lordship of Christ. Tim Spencer later established a gospel music publishing company, Manna Music. And a few years later, his college aged son, Hal, brought him a song from a student missionary conference. Tim contacted the author of the words... Stuart Hine and published the song. It became one of the most beloved hymns of the 20th century. And that's how the author of Cigarettes, Whiskey, and Wild, Wild Women became the publisher who helped introduce the world to How Great Thou Art. Oh Lord, my God.
1: When I... When I in awesome some wonder Consider all Consider all my world thy <laughs> hands and may I see the star. Just lift your hand and
0: sing it with him.
1: I hear the rolling thunder thy power throughout the universe display
0: now lift your voice then
1: sings
0: my sings soul, my soul.
1: I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden, my burden. Gladly buried, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to thee. How great thou art thou art. Oh, how great thou art. Come on, sing it to him, sing it to him. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee.
0: Get a glimpse of that moment
1: with shout of acclamation. It's sure
0: that you
1: think me home. what joy, what, what joy, joy <laughs> shall fill my heart, then I shall
0: We're going to the to go back to that last message slide. This is what I want to leave you with. I want to leave you with Psalm 3320. And it basically says this. We wait expectantly for the Lord. He is our help. And our shield. See, if he's your shield, nothing can get to you. If he's your help, nothing can hurt you. And I want you to understand that your thankfulness can impact your world. When your world sees you living thankful and grateful, they'll see you living blessed. If we can learn to be thankful and grateful and it equals blessed pastor you want to come close us
1: don't you sense the presence of the Lord today are you thankful for all of his goodness and all of his mercy and for this time together let's lift our hands father we thank you for your presence we're nothing without you and we honor you on this day During this week and every day we want to give you thanks and give you praise. We receive all that you have for us and we yield ourselves to be all that you've called us to be. Anoint us to walk in our devil conquering destiny. Use us to make a difference in our world day by day and we'll give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray and we believe and everybody said amen, amen and amen. I love you. God bless. You're dismissed. Have a great day and a great week. See you in just a few hours.